Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello, and welcome to another episode of All by the Popcorn. I'm Emily. And I'm Alessandra. And today, for our next quarantine movie roulette, we've got RoboCop. Uh, we watched RoboCop, and we're going to talk about it. Yeah, you put this on the on the list, didn't you? Yeah, I'd, I'd, uh, I'd heard some things about, like, the new... Oh wait, I have the wrong RoboCop up. <laughs> there was like a there was like a newer RoboCop, right? Yes, like, there was one like very recently. It says in in twenty fourteen. Really, I thought there was one like more recent than that. No, I think this is the this is the recent one. All right. Well, but we didn't watch that one. We watched the OG RoboCop from yeah. nineteen eighty seven. And yeah, you know, um, it was a blast from the past. That's for sure. For sure. Um, I I love. I personally love uh, seeing Orion pop up on this on the screen because now I know. I know that's an old movie. <laughs> I know. I know. Well, unless it's you know Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, which is what we talked about. Well, right. But I'm I'm still going with the. Uh, with uh, my thought that Orion came out of the ashes to make this movie. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I wonder if they own, like, the rights to the franchise or something, because it's a franchise. There's several other RoboCops. For sure. Um, there are, there are, like, a couple sequels, and then was the one in 2014, like, like a recreate, like a remake, or was it, like, an actual continuation? I, I actually really want to watch remake. the other ones now. <laughs> Um, yeah, like, this movie kind of surprised me, I gotta say. I'm, I honestly, you know, I didn't, I didn't hate it. I didn't love it. Um, I think generally I was like, okay, you know, this is a lot more sci-fi than I was expecting. That is exactly what I thought. I didn't love it, but I definitely thought it was a lot better than I thought it was going to (laughs) be. Like, I thought this was just going to be, like, an action-packed, like, no story, just, like, t- t- like uh, one-sided characters. I mean, and it kind of was that, but they, they, it seemed it seemed well thought out, and it seemed like a lot of love was put into this. Like, it didn't just yeah. seem like, you know, yeah. just something kind of half-assed and thrown together. Like, this was actually yeah. very well. It could have definitely been approved upon in a lot of different ways, but, um, like, just to make... I don't know, like, there could have been more world building, there could have been, because I was a little bit confused, like, this was obviously made in the late 80s, but Mm -hmm. it was set kind of, like, in the future, right? Like, this was, like, a futuristic 80s. Yeah, it was a super past movie, as we like to call it. Um, Everything was very 80s technology, but they could do a lot more with that technology, Um, which, you know, the 80s love to make movies about technology that they didn't have yet it looked so 80s right um so yeah 
and it was very stylistic in in the way that it would really show the media like this like they really tried to focus in on you know everyone getting their info from the news and you know the news kind of like takes over your life they were showing like it was showing us like commercials yeah. and like news um snippets and things like that and I, I think it was trying to do its world building through that yeah which which I really enjoyed, and I kind of wanted more of because you know we kind of learn that uh, this new company is trying to build a new Detroit, like basically wants yeah. to tear down old Detroit and making a completely new, like rebuilt, nice and new one, and kind of like just get rid of everybody. Like I, it seemed very <laughs> sinister, but we didn't really get a whole lot of info. Mm-hmm. And then cops kept dying. I was, I was very confused about what was happening a little bit. Yeah. Cause you know, when you watch, when you start it, you kind of expect to see what we know of the time in the eighties. And it turns out that that's not what it is at all. It's kind of a world where, uh, being a cop is a job that, is so so destructive and so hard that cops are dying on the reg and they end up going on on strike and so like there's just so much crime and no one knows how to fix it but it's it's kind of a satire in a way as well like there's so many levels to it that i didn't expect to see like like you said the commercials were showing like the news um, of of the day and the people were so comfortable with the war and terror that was going on in the, in the world. Um, Just so like, Oh, like, like completely um, blinded to how horrible it was. Um, You know, like at one point they were talking about how, you know, there was just a lot of bombings in in Lebanon. And this couple was like, oh, I was going to go vacation there next week. I can't do that now. And then like uh, they like apparently like the United States accidentally bombed like L.A. and killed like 130 people. And they were like, oh, that's really sad. And then they like moved on. And it's just like kind of these weird dystopian um, presentations of, of the reality that this RoboCop lived in. Right. It was like, it was really giving me like Blade Runner vibes or like, um, mm-hmm. like Gotham vibes, like very yeah. like apocalyptic almost or just chaotic, like just chaos. Yeah. And like, just no one really knows how to fix it other than, you know, the villains and like, you want to know how to fix the crime? You you demolish everything and build a new and you build an empire and you build a utopia, but that's not that's not how things would really get fixed or anything. Um, but yeah, so it's like a really interesting world that we're set in and we're still kind of like thrown in and don't really know much even by the end. Yeah. Um, and it's, and this is actually, I mean, an hour and 42 minutes, I guess that's not, that's kind that's, that's, that should be long enough to kind of tell your story, but I felt yeah. like this, this needed more time. I mean, or they just yeah. needed to, well, you know, because like I'm trying to think if there were any scenes that I like could have cared not to see and just like seen more character building or world building, but mm. I mean they really kind of they really kind of fit in what they could where they could. I think um, it's really I think it's a solid script. I think that it kind of um, yeah you know obviously a lot of the time is filled with shootouts and and you know stuff like that. So you know that kind of action. 
oh, in, for sure. involved. And that was like a lot of the movie. I mean, I, I think, honestly, excuse me, I'm drinking a mango cart, so it's, I keep burping it up. Um, honestly, like, it's it, back up. Yeah, I think there was a, a, a gun in every single scene, um, especially, and, and more than one. And I think that the violence was so, so um, pushed into your face in this movie. I mean, it was absolutely everywhere all the time. There was so much violence in this movie. It was like gun violence to the max. And to the point where that's why I was saying, like, it's satire. Because, like, at first you're like, oh, this is, like, diehard. It's like we're on the cop side, whatever. And then all of a sudden you're like, wait, like... No, there's there's more to this, and we're not just on the cop side, and it's just like so much more complicated than it looks. Right, and and with the introduction, so we kind of see this this uh, this leading company who seems to have like a lot of I can't remember what the what the company was called. It was like a it was like a bunch of I think letters it was or something. Like Lab Corp or like Scar Corp or something Corp. Yeah. So we're kind of like, we're kind of thrown into these business meetings where people are showcasing their, their RoboCops. Like, it's just, it's just, we're here. You're just in the middle yeah. of this business meeting. They're like, you know what's going to save, you know what's going to save Detroit? RoboCops. And yeah. It's like, oh, okay. They're like, we're going to police. That's what we're going to yeah. do. Yeah. You know, you know what's going to stop crime? More policing. And you know what? No, it's not, it's not how you fix things. Well, that's um, what, I mean, I think that it comes to that conclusion in the end. I, I would, sh yeah. I mean, it's, I don't know. It, a lot of the violence kind of just got in the way and I was just kind of like shocked by the end that, that this, that this movie was this, was this gory. I didn't think it would be. Yeah. Like, Say, yeah, yeah. hundred percent. Like just straight up shooting an arm off with one bullet. Like I just, what? Yeah. yeah. And these, these guns that would blow things up like the gun would shoot and things would blow up with the gun i mean it, it was insane the 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 amount of like exploding blood packets i saw in this movie like is more than any other i've ever seen yeah and and just the dramatic just the dramatic extra shots that people took to kill people like god like some people would shoot like 17 times into someone to make sure yeah. they were dead yeah and i was like i'm pretty sure they're dead i mean not for the case of not for the case of murphy but um but yeah so i guess kind of moving along so we have this like company that's like this is gonna be the RoboCops that'll help us out, but they end up they they like glitch and they like yeah <laughs> they kills kill the guy. they kill one of the employees in the meeting like they're they're like hey uh what was his name like Steven yeah. get up there and get up there and do a little demonstration they're like okay he's like okay so like he pulls out this gun and he's like okay now we'll just aim it threateningly at the robot and he's like okay cool whatever and then the things like you know. Drop your gun in 20 seconds or, you know, you're under arrest or whatever. We'll, we'll take action. And so he drops his gun and it glitches out and says, you now have 15 seconds. And this thing's just continuously counting down and not backing off. Um, and, uh, and so it, it mutilates this guy. Yeah. Just like... In front of everybody... In front and, they're, of everyone. and they're shocked, and then they just get over it within like a few like minutes. Instant lawsuit, but no, they're just like, "All right, this this just a Tuesday. Let's move it on. Yeah. Move it on, everybody." Yeah, and then his coworkers and that guy that just was like smiling at everything. You're like, "What? What is going on with this dude?" Yeah, and so, 
because of this guy's mess up, um, what was the other guy's name? It was, uh, there was the, uh, Ronnie J- Cox, what, Jones Morton. was like the, the oh. head of the company. Um, yes, Jones. Morton, he was the guy that got shot up, I believe. And then, um, the other guy, I can't, it was, was that, was that the guy who got shot up at the, at uh, the meeting? I don't know. There was two guys that looked very uh, No, similar. that was just Bixby. some other. That was Bixby. Bixby got, Bixby got shot up at the meeting. Morton was the one who made RoboCop. That's what it was. Yes. So Morton takes takes advantage of this guy's fuck up, of Jones's fuck up. And he's like, he's like, sir, I have a much better RoboCop and we're ready to go immediately. This guy like can't do shit. And, um, and so I was like, all right, Morton, you got it. So it's like, so we kind of like, and we kind of get like some, just like a lot of cut scenes where like they're making, like, I don't know. It's, it's the, the pacing of this movie was kind of weird, but like, I kind of, <laughs> it's, it made sense. It made sense by the end. And, and I like kind of liked it. It's just thinking back on it and trying to piece out the movie now makes me think that the way they paced it out was a little weird, but, um, but I still liked it. Um, and then, so like, so this whole business stuff is happening while the police are, um, kind of like complaining about, you know, all the policemen dying in the force, um, out uh, in the field. And we get a newcomer in to the office called Murphy and he Mm -hmm. is, he is placed with Lewis as his partner, Mm um, who, Lewis is pretty badass. Um yeah, and I really wish we could so have seen awesome. a bit more of her. Yeah. Yeah. And um and so they go out on like patrols together and sorry, a very loud car just like drove past my house. Um <laughs> that's all right. Um and you know, they they catch wind of, you know, these people who just robbed a bank. Um and and who do you who would have guessed a red foreman? Yep. Red Foreman. <laughs> Red Foreman, that's right. Red Clarence. Foreman stole from the bank. Yeah. And uh and then they go after him and they like have this little mission and uh that was a and cool, things um, do not turn out well. That was a nice like uh chase scene. I, I could really tell that this movie was like low budget, like they really did their best to oh yeah to to make their dollar stretch in this movie and it that's that's adding to the campiness of it for sure it it definitely like wasn't blade runner esque in that sense because obviously blade runner's a pretty high budget film so you know compared to that it just it was like so campy it was like almost like Rocky Horror Camp, you know, it just like not very high budget, you know, like um, doing what they can to make it look good, what they think is good, you know? Right. And, and yeah, it's very simple. They don't try to do anything like too crazy. I mean, the, the, um, uh, RoboCop was, was obviously like an actual outfit, I, I would assume, but the, but the, the battle droid, not a battle droid, but like the one that Jones made was obviously yeah. like stop motion. Oh yeah. It was completely stop motion. And it, it had like all those great sound effects too. And it would be like growling. And like when it tried to follow RoboCop down the stairs, it like fell and it started whining. 
It was it was just like a dog. Yeah, and then like its little its little feet would like twitch when it would like when it like fell over. Like it was it was very <laughs> animated. Like this uh, yes. this first robot was was very animated. It was very well done. I was um I, I was almost as as uh, impressed um, than Kong. I was at a, at King Kong. Yeah, <laughs> almost <laughs> I was almost as impressed. Uh, but no, they did a really great job with that. Uh, but obviously, you could tell it was stop motion. Um, but yeah, and and just the, the the interactions between the characters was 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 very well done. I mean, they had some very great actors in this, and I just I guess I just hoped that there would have been a little bit more for you to kind of grab because at the very end, I'm like, okay, there was RoboCop and there was Lewis. They were obviously friends, but not enough for me to really care. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you know stuff like that. It was just people I didn't I didn't. You didn't give me enough time with them, so by the end, I just don't really care. Um, yeah, but we did get to know about um, Murphy a little bit more. You know, the fact that he had a family, and then also true, true. also that Lewis did right. care about about him, and like, and that was you know what it was a nice like um, female male relationship that wasn't romantic. And I gotta say, I'm sure there weren't a whole lot of those in the '80s. Yeah. No, most definitely not. Um, but yeah, so they had a really great little, uh, and, and it was really nice that Lewis was still able to recognize him from, you know, the, the, the upper lip down. Um, (laughs) he's got really discernible lips. I guess so. And, and, you know, he did, he did the gun twirling thing. Cause you know, right when they first meet, um, He's like, uh, she's like, oh, fancy gun work. And he's like, yeah, my son, he's in, he's obsessed with the show where this guy like twirls his gun at the end. And he asked me if I could do it. And I, I learned for him. Um, so like very cute moments. And you know, the, the one, the way they like, uh, have a little back and forth before they get in the car. He's like, he's like, I always drive when, when like meeting my first partner or like my new partner. And like, you know, they just kind of have a little like a little rapport, like a little back and forth. And it's, it's very sweet. Like it's very cute little moments before, uh, before the horrible thing happens to Murphy at the first mission. I know he, I knew that that was going to happen because I feel like in the trailer for the 2014 RoboCop, I think I registered that the main character gets killed and then they turn him into a robot, you know? Yeah, yeah, Um, yeah, 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 yeah. But you know, like, again, like, bringing that up like I thought that the themes were so much more overt in this movie in terms of like again I thought it was just gonna be a you know uh, a movie kind of glorifying cops and it, it like an action flick yeah an action flick that was glorifying cops and to be honest it was kind of the opposite like it it kind of showed the corruption and the the fact that crime comes from another you know it comes from the top down in terms of like you can have the scummy people at the top and at the bottom and it really doesn't need to be you know it's just like people that suck (laughs) right exactly yeah the people who are like power hungry basically or yeah yeah totally um and i i really liked robocop i thought he was really cool because he's the figure of um, sanity. He's the figure of morality, and everything that he does is like right and justified, right? So it's like they built him to be that way, but it's also like the character of Murphy was like that. So it's nice that 
we got this kind of savior character who kind of just wanted to arrest somebody in the end. Um, and it, I, I like that. Like, I thought it was kind of simple enough that it wasn't like even super vengeancy. It was just like, oh, they killed someone. They got to go to jail now. You know, it's like very logical. Right. Yeah. We, yeah, we definitely learned that Murphy is a very stand up guy. You know, he's, he's got a family. He, he's got a, he, he knows what's right and what's, what's wrong. Um, and I mean, and this, and this movie doesn't deal with anything too like, you know, in the gray area. It's very, it's very, these people like red foreman is very much in the wrong. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, as well, as well as the, and the very dirty people um, within the company that are just trying to save their own asses from getting caught. Um, but yeah, I I really liked uh, I liked RoboCop's look. Um, I I love how they they talk about. I I also liked the cut scene, not the cut scene, but like the um, the montage of the company and like how long it takes them to kind of like make him. Where like Morton comes in and says mm-hmm. like, "Why does he still have an arm?" Like, get rid of it. Put on the robot arm. Yeah. And the lady, the lady's like, what? But his arm was fine. It was just the other one that was bad. And he was like, he's like, why not? Just, just, just put on the robot arm. And you just see, cause like he opens his, I mean, well, whatever eyes he has. I mean, he has eyes. It's just under his, his little helmet. Um, which again, why did you keep Murphy's, why did you have a human to begin with? Why, why didn't you just, yeah, there was so much of Murphy gone that there was no need to have his face. Um, but I mean, I guess you just needed a face for your savior, I guess. Um, yeah. But, but yeah, so the little, little montage of them making him and the little, like, snippets that we got from him, like, coming, coming online and coming offline, um, was very fun. I I really liked that, that part. Um, and then, like, the whole reveal of him walking through the police station and everyone just, like, running to see him and, and him at the, at target practice, just just obliterating this target with his gun, which is just ridiculous. Like this just monstrosity of a machine. I could definitely see this movie being like a cult, a cult favorite. Um, I just, you know, as a lot of things in the eighties are right. And I, I would, if, if done correctly, I would definitely see a remake of this because I feel like Robocop could have been a lot cooler. I mean, he, his look was cool, but they talk about him being, you know, lightning fast reflexes, but in the actual fight scenes, the fight scenes weren't that interesting. Like it no. was just a bunch of sh- it was just a bunch of shooting and ducking. Like lots there was of no guns. lots of shooting and lots of guns. Yes, like the fight scenes weren't even that interesting. They just were a little bit they 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 weren't too drawn out. They were they were good enough, but just the fact that you had to sit through them and just when people would just duck and come out of ducking and just shoot at each other and then eventually everyone would be dead because Robocop is so amazing and has lightning fast reflexes. I was like, I'd like to see like an, an up to date, like more current Robocop that actually could like move well, move faster. Oh, (laughs) I'm sure that's why they thought in 2014 that this would be a good time to remake it. And I would want to watch the newer one. Yeah, me too. I would definitely watch the newer one. So I found some trivia um, on IMDb because I thought it would be interesting to read some of this. Um, It says that Peter Weller couldn't fit into the full RoboCop costume when he was in a police car because he was too bulky. And for shots that he needed to, to, 
you know, most of the shots are him exiting or getting into the car, not actually sitting in it. And the ones that he is sitting in the car, this says he only wore the top part of the costume and he sat in his underwear inside the car. What? Really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And it says the suit was so hot oh and heavy gosh, that hilarious. Peter Weller was losing three pounds a day from water loss. Eventually, an air conditioner was installed in the suit. Oh, my God. Really? <gasps> oh, my gosh. These, these like, movies in the past and, and the stuff that these actors had to go through are just horrible and would not would not stand for today's standards. Definitely. I, I would sure hope so, at least. Yeah, it says the screenplay had been offered to and rejected virtually by every big director in Hollywood before Paul Verhoeven even got a hold of it. He threw it away after reading the first pages, first few pages, convinced it was a dumb action movie. However, his wife read it all the way through and convinced him that the story was layered with many satirical and allegorical elements, after which Verhoeven finally decided to direct the film. He almost wasn't going to do it until his wife read it. That's crazy. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. Ooh, I also like the scene where um, where RoboCop was going through his, his old house um, and, like, seeing all the pictures and stuff. I really liked that part. Like... Um, with his family and all the flashbacks and stuff when he was kind of remembering his uh, his humanity, his, like, memories. Yeah, I like that, too. And then he also, like, didn't associate himself. He was just remembering things, but he wasn't, like, saying that was still him. Because remember, he was, like, referring to the fact that, like, oh, Murphy had a family. Murphy did this. So it was, like, he still was RoboCop now. Like, he's a different thing now. Right, right. He just remembered that Murphy had a family. Aw, well, this is sad. kind of a funny... Um, poor Ro- poor uh, RoboCop. This is kind of a funny one. It says, In Sacramento, California, a robbery suspect fled into a darkened movie theater to escape the pursuing police. He became so engrossed in the movie playing on screen, RoboCop, that he failed to notice the police had evacuated all of their patrons from the theater. When the lights flipped on, the stunned man was taken into custody. What? <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that's a funny that's a funny little one. Oh man, that's funny. Obviously this takes place in Detroit and uh, it says 27 years later Detroit actually filed for bankruptcy. The, the city of Detroit? Yeah. Oh no. Oh my gosh. I saw I saw like a trivia for um that that weird little show that was uh that was that was always showing. Um Let's see. The repeated line, I'd buy that for a dollar, comes from Cyril M. Kornbluth's short story, The Marching Morons, which presents which presents a similarly cynical view of an over-commercialized future that's desensitized to violence and war. Uh, a radio game mm-hmm. show in that short story uses the line, I'd buy that for a quarter, as its signature phrase. Ah, that's see, that's why, that's why this has, like, more layers. This has the sci-fi, like... Oh, this is a dystopia, a dystopian future, and we can see that. And I think it's it's explained pretty well, and it's portrayed, you know, yeah. accurately enough. And you know, uh, yeah, definitely better than I thought it was gonna be. <laughs> Completely, like so much better than I thought it was gonna be. Like so much, <laughs> so much. All right, should we read? Oh man, the... let's take a look at these yeah. uh, plot keywords. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I'll do it. Uh, so the plot keywords for RoboCop from 1987 are uh, robot, 
Police. Cyborg. Graphic violence. Robocop. Wow, Robocop has its own plot keyword now. <laughs> well, it's a lot of movies. Yeah, a lot of movies have, uh, have to do with Robocops now. Wow. So there is a second one. And then there is a third one. <laughs> and then there's the newest one. Oh, man. Um, I read some of these Metascores before. It, it got a 67 Metascore. Oh, yeah? Yeah, and I, I thought that they were all very accurate. One of them, um, which I, I liked, I mean, the, the top one, the 90, it says it's a, it's a t- from Variety, very tightly worked and not a moment or line wasted, which we did mention that. Um, and the the TV guide... Yeah, I think with what they had, they they worked they worked well with. I just I guess I wanted more. Like it it was good it was good enough to where I was actually intrigued and wanted wanted a bit more info. And Roger Ebert's uh, little blurb here says his was a seventy five. It says RoboCop is a thriller with a difference. Wow. Are there any things that stick out to you for this one? Um, this one's kind of funny. The Washington Post gave it an 80. Robocop is one weird and entertaining hybrid of camp and sci-fi shoot 'em up <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty funny. I like the Empire one, too, because I think it really describes uh, what I was trying to say before. Um, it was this love of mayhem combined with a biting okay. comic attack on neo-fascist corporatism most notably seen in the TV ads for products like the apocalyptic board game Nukem, which helped raise RoboCop above the common sci-fi Yeah, herd. Yeah, that was... The commercials were hilarious. Yeah. It, and it almost made were, me think of, like, um... The people the, were so cheery. The Rick and Morty episodes, where it's where it's purely, like, TV channels, and, like, t- like it's hilarious. Oh, yeah, the... Mul- the multiverse, um, the multi-dimensional TV, the interdimensional TV. That's what it is. Yes. Stop yelling at us, people. I can hear you. Those. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Those episodes were are hilarious. Um, just just to read it because it has it's the lowest one. I'm gonna read the Chicago Reader, uh, who gave uh-huh. it a fifty. There's a brooding, agonized quality to the violence that almost seems subversive, as if Verhoeven were both appalled and fascinated by his complicity in the toxic action rot. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, um, yeah. the Chicago reader went hard on this one. They're like, they're like um, actually. <laughs> <laughs> it, he's taking too much enjoyment That's in funny. this. We can't let him have it. Yeah, exactly. Well, I think that was RoboCop. I think so. I think so. Uh, let's take a look at what the the magic quarantine roulette movie wheel has for us next. Um, the okay. The that movies, was my that was my Sarah. Do I do I do I still have rhinestone spelled incorrectly on here? Oh my gosh! It doesn't matter, Emily. It doesn't matter. It it matters to me. <laughs> There's yeah, an it's, H in rhinestone. I know. Okay, I'm gonna add it. There we go. It's added. Apply the wheel changes. All right, so the movies we got on the quarantine movie roulette wheel are Pump Up the Volume from 1990. Is that the last movie we have on here from when we started? I want to watch it so bad. (laughs) All right, so we got Pump Up the Volume from 1990, Stranger Than Fiction, Twister, Ghost from 1990, Rhinestone with an H, 
and Top Hat from 1935, which is a musical that I'd found. Oh, boy. All right, spin the wheel. ago the beginning oh my of quarantine. gosh christian slater here we come what the beginning of quarantine like in march emily yeah yeah exactly yeah yeah oh man oh. i'm so excited i'm so i'm so relieved i don't even know where i don't even know if this movie will be available for us to watch we'll have to figure I that out i'll find it i'll find it we will find it oh man i'm so excited christian slater i love you we're coming <laughs> All right, well, that was RoboCop. Um, if, uh, if you enjoy RoboCop and, uh, and just want to tell us how much you love it, you can do that in the comments below. You can do that on SoundCloud or Facebook. Just search All By The Popcorn. You can also tell us how much you love RoboCop or pump up the volume from 1990 or how much you just <laughs> love Christian Slater as a person uh, to our email. You can email us at allbythepopcorn at gmail.com or allbythepopcornpodcast at gmail.com. Um, if you need notifications on future episodes that we release, you can follow our social media. We have Twitter, at By the Popcorn, and Instagram, at All By the Popcorn Podcast. And it would really help us if you rate and reviewed our little show we have here. It helps others to find us. You can do that on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher. And we also have merch, and we have a YouTube channel. Just search All By the Popcorn Podcast and subscribe Great to that. job, Emily. That sounded really good. <laughs> I am getting so good at that. <laughs> yeah. All right. Stay tuned. Pretty soon we'll be together, everybody. We sure will. Get ready because pop up the volumes coming up next. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.